You are listening to the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Hot Tip Bets Podcast. Um, We're in the heart of college basketball season right now, you know, pushing towards um, March Madness. Hopefully we can get all as enough games in so we can have a tournament and whatnot, you know. Um, with all that scheduling getting ready to come out. But, you know, we're still got betting, still got plenty of picks, still got two more months before we got to worry about any of that. Um, so still got plenty of college basketball left. We're also in the heart of the NFL playoffs, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Before we get into all of the stuff for this upcoming week, let's take a little bit look at how the picks did um, from last podcast episode. So starting off on Friday, January 8th, um, we had two picks on Friday. Ended up going one and one with those picks. The first game we had, we had um, Arkansas Little Rock minus three versus Louisiana. Louisiana ends up winning this game outright 66 to 64. And while Little Rock was able to keep it close, you know, it was a good game um, all the way through. They just couldn't quite pull off the win um, in this one. Theo Axon puts up 12 points and 13 rebounds for Louisiana. And Louisiana just out-rebounded. Uh, Little Rock in this one, 40 to 30. And I think that was probably a big reason. Um, what was able to get Louisiana over the edge there? You know, give them just a slight edge to to sneak out this victory. So, end up losing that one. But we do win our next game on Friday with uh, FIU Pickham versus Middle Tennessee. FIU wins this game 68 to 55. Um, Antonio Dane Jr. puts up 17 points and 7 rebounds for FIU. And FIU just shot the ball extremely well in this one. 48.3% from the field compared to Middle Tennessee's 396 from the field. Um, so we end up going one and one from Friday's picks. Uh, moving on to Saturday, uh, you know, it was our about it was the first Saturday of the season where it really felt like we had a packed um, a packed day of games. You know, nothing else was going on. I guess you know NFL playoffs, sure. Um, but as far as college football and whatnot, um, no games to conflict with that. So a lot of college basketball, um, and unfortunately, our bets didn't quite live up to um, how good we would want them to be. I guess end up going one and four. Um, on Saturday, so not good there at all. But let's take a look about uh, what went wrong. Uh, first game we had, we had Miami versus um, NC State. NC State minus six and a half. Uh, Miami ends up winning this one outright, sixty-four to fifty-nine. Um, and while NC State looked good, you know, early on in this game, they kind of just gave up some stupid points. You know, um, let Miami stay in it um, when they could have put the lead on. Um, ended up losing the game outright. Um, you know, Isaiah Wong puts up twenty-four points. For Miami, Miami just shot uh, much better than NC State in this one. 41.7% from the field compared to NC State's 33.3% from the field. So, um, end up losing that one. Now, the next game we had, we it was our only win of the day. We had UMBC plus one versus New Hampshire. And UMBC ends up winning 69-54. to um, and This game was primarily led by LJ Owens for UMBC. Puts up 17 points in this one. Um, and this UMBC team is just a pretty good team. Um, all season, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do um, in their conference tournament when that gets around. Um, but the next game we had was one that was pretty surprising to me. Um, didn't expect this outcome really at all. We had Kentucky versus Florida with Florida minus four and a half in that game. Kentucky ends up winning this game by 18 points, 76 to 58. Um, didn't see that coming at all. Kentucky shot very well in this game, 55.8% from the field compared to Florida's 375 from the field. Um, this was probably Kentucky's best played game all season, you know, um, after some bad losses and some weird games and everything that's happened to this Kentucky team so far this season. Um, they finally looked decent in a game, get, end up getting the win. And this Florida team, which is not what I expected, I thought this Florida team was much better um, than they played in this game. They just didn't really look good up and down the court on either ends of the ball in that one. But 
um, end up losing that game. Um, not a very good one there. But the next game that we had on the card, we had Santa Clara taking on St. Mary's. St. Mary's nine-point favorites in that one. Um, St. Mary's ends up win- losing outright in this one. Santa Clara wins 66-65. Uh, to 65. Um, Santa Clara shot the ball very well from three. Um, putting up, hitting half their shots, 50% from beyond the arc. St. Mary's on their hand, um, only 29.4%. And, you know, that's the team that really needs to really, I guess, strives on hitting threes. You know, is, is a good three-point shooting team. And so when they're not hitting them, um, they definitely suffer when it comes to the game. Um, and Santa Clara just um, did a better job getting turnovers too, causing 12 turnovers. St. Mary's only getting nine. So um, Santa Clara ends up winning that game, losing that bet. Um, the final game we had of the day, Hopefully, <laughs> by the time you saw the pick, um, the line had moved in your favor because I know uh, four, four and a half. Uh, Cal Baptist minus, plus three and a half versus Utah State was the uh, the pick in this one. Uh, Cal Baptist ended up losing by four. I do know a lot of lines. By the time um, you know it was on social and whatnot, uh, it, there was a lot of places were already at four, four and a half. Um, unfortunately. Not what I got. Got it at three and a half earlier on uh, Friday night, or whenever that, whenever that um, got posted up on the website or whatever. But you know, Ferdinand Ming puts up twenty three points and sixteen rebounds for Utah Valley. And Utah Valley shot lights out from three, sixty one point five percent from beyond the arc. Cal Baptist not good at all, twenty three point one. And we have that big of a spread, um, not spread, but like that big of a gap between it. Um, it's hard to win the game. You know, Cal Baptist probably should have won the game and they recovered anyway and they covered for a lot of people but unfortunately did not get the best of that line um end up getting well a pretty crappy line to be fair so end up losing that one end up going one and four on saturday's picks um now as far as sunday goes we only ended up having one game actually get played um because um of some COVID issues with some teams you know drake uh, having to cancel some games we'll get into that a little bit more later um in the loyal chicago um, their opponent, I can't remember who they were playing um, or scheduled who they were supposed to play, but that game ended up getting canceled. They ended up playing um, Indiana State instead. So we only had one game that ended up taking place um, as originally scheduled, and that was Missouri State uh, minus two versus Valparaiso. Uh, Missouri State ends up winning this game 78-68. to 68. Um, Isaiah Mosley um, ties his career high points for Missouri State with 26. Uh, Missouri State just played really well in this one, you know, shooting 54% from the field compared to Valpo's. 35.4% from the field. So um, definitely a good game for Missouri State in that one. Um, great to have a win there. So to close out the week. And so, I mean, all in all, not the worst week in the world. You know, f- three and five, obviously not profitable, obviously not good long term. Um, but as far, you know, we're still profitable. Um, looking back, like if you look at 2021 so far, been a pretty good start to the year. So bound to have a couple off days here and then. Um, and speaking of off days, moving into the NFL. I, I I just need to stop betting the NFL. I'm not good at picking the NFL at all. Uh, it seems like every game I get loses. End up going 0-2 for Wild Card Weekend. The first loser we had, we had the Colts versus the Bills, minus 6.5. Um, the Bills feel like a team that probably should have covered this. You know, the Colts scored some points late to get it close. End up getting covering the spread. Josh Allen, you know, three touchdowns in this one, 324 yards. Um, and even though it was the Bills' first playoff win in eight-quarter century, it doesn't feel as great um, as far as the betting standpoint goes since they didn't cover that spread. So, unfortunate loss in that one. Um, the next game we had, we had the Ravens taking on the Titans. We had the Titans plus two and a half in this one. Titans end up losing by a touchdown. Um, Ravens win 20-13. to 13. Um, 
and yeah, you know, Lamar gets his first playoff win. And the Titans just really, they didn't look like a great team. Their defense was not very good in this one. They really didn't have, um, when you have Derrick Henry, you got to have a, a decent run game going. They didn't, their run game just didn't look as good as um, it has in the past in this one. So Titans end up losing that one outright um, and obviously don't cover the two and a half point spread. So we go 0-2 in the NFL. Um, now, as far as college football, Got the national championship, and by the time you're hearing this, you know who who won the national championship. Um, we have Ohio State plus eight. Um, unfortunately, the game is taking place currently as I record this, so we I don't know the the winner there. But definitely take a look over on the website um, once the game's over. Well, I guess once you're hearing this, um, and see see how that pick ended up doing. So we, Ohio State plus eight was the pick for the national championship. That about wraps it up for the picks for this last podcast episode. So let's get a little bit into what's going on this week in the sports betting world. Um, the NHL season is officially starting this week um, on Wednesday, January 13th. So definitely once, um, you know, I'm not a, the biggest hockey fan in the world, but we do have hockey picks up on the website uh, for all the games as far for the um, um, with the hot tip bet rankings and uh, the computer model picks and whatnot is up there on the website, um, just like all the other sports. So definitely once the NHL season gets going, definitely go make sure um, you check out those picks. The NBA and college basketball have both been doing very good this season. So um, go check all that out, see um, what you like. But before we get into some picks and stuff for this upcoming week, let's look take a little bit look at the viewer questions from this week. So ended up having two questions submitted over on Twitter this week. Um, first one comes for at, from at Garfunkel Cat. Um, do you ride the Bills all the way to the Super Bowl? And I feel like that's a pretty good question. Um, Bills are going to be playing the Ravens this week. You know, I like them against the Ravens for sure. Um, so I I don't know what the spread is. I'd have to look. Um, but when on uh, Friday's episode, we're giving out picks for that. So you got to take a look at that. Um, but I don't. If they can get through the Ravens, I think the I think it's probably I think Bills Chiefs is um the most likely um. Uh, conference AFC conference championship, obviously, and I really do like the Chiefs. I think this Chiefs team it's going to be very hard to beat. I'd be very surprised if you don't see the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl. Um, I, I feel like Chiefs Packers. While yeah, obviously you're going to say the one seats are the most likely to get there, but it really just feels like those are probably going to be the two teams. But who knows? You know, Packers and Chiefs coming off a bye. You know, if they get slow starts this week, then um, that could screw it up. So definitely, I, I feel like the Chiefs are going to win the AFC. But as far as like the second team, I would like coming out of the AFC if it's not the Chiefs. Um, granted, there's only four teams at this point, so it's pretty easy to say I would take the second best team, but I would take the Bills um, to answer that question. The second question <laughs> that we had from PBuster46246, um, with Drake being off due to COVID, do you tail or fade them coming back? Um, this is a good question. Generally, I haven't, I don't know what the data says as far as teams who, you know, who have started a season and then come back. I think they've, I know early in the season, um, the first few teams that, you know, had played a few games and then uh, left and then come back. I think they have performed pretty well um, on those games when they came back. And with Drake, but Drake's a, Drake's a completely different thing, to be quite honest, because at this point in the season, Drake's, I think, 11-0 and against the spread. And we've bet on Drake seven times this season, so I'm 7-0 and with Drake. So at this point, I'm basically blindly betting on Drake every game. Um until they don't cover the spread. And that's just really, that's really just because I, I, I just, you know, <laughs> I can't not do that. You know, at this point, when they win you that much money, you just got to keep blindly betting them. Um, is that the greatest idea in the world? No, probably not. You probably shouldn't just blind, you should never blindly bet any team. Um, but if we're being honest, that's exactly what I'm doing for Drake right now. So I will, I will almost definitely 
um, be tailing Drake <laughs> when they come back in two weeks. So um, definitely excited to see them back. Um, was not very excited when I heard that they were going to um, be postponing those four games. So um, yeah, if you guys want to be featured in next week's episode, definitely reply to the tweet um, when it's up on Twitter. Um, usually um, Mondays or Thursdays is the day before the podcast release um, that, that tweets up there um, sometime in mid-afternoon-ish. So definitely take a look at that if you want to be on next week's episode. But let's talk a little bit about the NFL before we do get into college basketball. Um, so the four divisional playoff games are set. Um, first one we got, we got on Saturday, we got Rams taking on the Packers. Now the Rams looked pretty damn good this week. You know, the Seahawks just didn't really look good, you know. Um, they're having some, I guess, I, I don't know what you would call it, a uh, team chemistry problems with DK. It looked like on the sideline and had to be calmed down, um, on multiple occasions during that game. So, um, the Rams, you know, um, Wolford goes out early in the game. Um, and, uh, uh, what's his, I can't think of his name. <laughs> Jared Goff, uh, comes into the game for the Rams. So, um, yeah, I don't, uh, as an NFC West, as a Cardinals fit, I can't really cheer for the Rams. But the Rams are looking um, pretty damn good. But I, I feel like the Packers probably take care of them um, in this one. Now, the next thing we have on Saturday, we got the Ravens um, playing the Bills. Ravens come into this. Both these teams um, had good wins. You know, Ravens get Lamar's first uh, playoff win. Bills win their first playoff game in a quarter century. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this game looks like, you know, at the Bills Stadium. Um, again, this week, it'd be interesting to see what the Ravens team looks like coming to this one. So that ought to be a fun game. Um, now moving on, we got the Browns taking on the Chiefs. The Browns were at, looked absolutely amazing on Sunday Night Football. Um, however, they were playing the Steelers. And the Steelers, I don't know, this Steelers team might be, I, I mean, I don't, it might be have one of the best starts to the season, followed by one of the worst finishes of, of a season that I've ever seen. I, I've never seen a team rise, team rise that fast and crash that hard. They just, they just didn't look, the whole second half of the season, they looked awful. You know, they barely snuck by in those games, got absolutely destroyed last night against the Browns. So, um, Chiefs, on the other hand, you know, both these teams are looking pretty good. Chiefs and Browns, you know, Chiefs have struggled at times this season. But you got to remember, the Chiefs team has still only lost two games this season. And if you take out the games where they didn't play their starters, they've literally lost one game this season, and it was to the Ravens. You know, divisional games are always crazy. So you obviously can't um, count this Chiefs out team out. Um, and, I mean, that's even more obvious. I mean, they're obviously the Super Bowl to, favorite to win the Super Bowl. So that'll be a fun game. Now, one game, final game for Divisional Weekend that I am not looking forward is Bucks vs. Saints. I am absolutely tired of watching Tom Brady and Drew Brees play each other. It's just, it's not fun to watch at this point in time, especially Drew Brees. You know, it seems like everyone at this point has kind of jumped on the Drew Brees' old bandwagon. Um, you know, I've been on that for a couple years now, so... Drew Brees, not a good quarterback. I think Tom Brady easily takes care of business in that one, and uh, he's back in the NFC Championship, or I guess in the NFC Championship for the first time, but back in the Conference Championship. So um, we'll get into those, you know, NFL games a little bit more um, on Friday's podcast. You know, got picks for all those and whatnot, um, but just a little bit of preview going into this weekend. So let's talk a little bit about college basketball. Um, over the weekend, Texas is able to get a late win over West Virginia um, to, you know, keep their keep their um, spot in the AP Top 25. You know, I think they're still the four seed um, coming into this week. So, you know, Shock has got that team completely turned around, you know, from going to potentially losing his job, you know, on the hot seat at the end of last season. Who knows? 
you know, if I don't, I honestly think it had Texas not made the tournament last year. Now, granted, they, if they, how the um, Big 12 tournament stacked up, they basically, if they beat Texas Tech, they were probably in the tournament. And if they lost Texas Tech, they probably were out of the tournament. Um, so that game could have come down. That could have been, will Shaka Smart get fired that game? Unfortunately, or, or fortunately for Shaka Smart, however you want to look at it, that game never got played. Shaka Smart grows his hair out, and now they're the number four team in the country. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, in a Big 12 conference that is absolutely stacked, who ends up coming coming out of that conference on top at the end of the season. Um, but another conference that's pretty stacked is the Big Ten. Iowa is um, has is back on track. You know, it wins four games in a row now after their um, pretty bad Christmas loss um, to Minnesota. Um, and yeah, and other teams, you know, Michigan's looking good, Wisconsin's looking good, Illinois is looking good, Rutgers, you know, in the top 25 looking good. So there's a lot of competition in the Big Ten this season. Um, and obviously you can't count out teams like Michigan State either. So it'll be interesting to see how the Big Ten finishes. But probably the most interesting team is Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga, it seems like everyone's basically saying that they're the number one team in the country, and for good reason. They're the best team in the country, let's be honest. You know, they beat, they played a pretty impressive, not pretty impressive, they played probably the most impressive um, non-conference schedule in the country, but they kind of have to do that when you play in the WCC, which is looked at, you know, as a conference that's not quite as good. Um, I'll still make the argument that the WCC is <laughs> as good, if not better, than both the Mountain West and the Pac-12, especially this season. Um, but yeah, there is there is probably arguments to be made against that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if Gonzaga stays undefeated, um, if one loss will even knock them out of the number one overall seed coming into the tournament. Um, probably depends who it's to, probably depends how bad it is, but um, just it'll be fun to watch this Gonzaga team um, in the tournament, see what happens to them. But that's about it for news. Um, enough chit-chat about all that. Let's get into the picks for this upcoming week. Starting out on Tuesday, January 11th, we start out in the MAC with Eastern Michigan taking on Toledo. Toledo, 11-point favorites in this one. Eastern Michigan comes into this game as the 174th-ranked team in the Hot Tip Bet rankings um, and 3-3 three and three on the season. Toledo, 120 in the Hot Tip Bet rankings and 10-3 and three on the season. As Toledo team just done a really good job shooting the ball, um, you know, 38.5% from beyond the arc compared to Eastern Michigan, 27.2%. And when it comes to shooting free throws, Toledo 77.6% compared to Eastern Michigan 67.7%. Um, they're just really better in the, from the field too with a 52% uh, effective field goal percentage compared to Eastern Michigan 47.9% uh, effective field goal percentage. And they're really just, this Toledo team has been a fun team to watch. You know, they win games. Um, they've been able to pull, you know, um, win games, not only just winning games, but win them by decent margins, you know. Um, with a pretty efficient offense coming into this one, you know, 44th in offensive efficiency compared to Eastern Michigan's 211. Um, and even their defense, while it's not the greatest in the world at 138 for Toledo, it is still better than Eastern Michigan's. They're slightly at um, Eastern Michigan coming out with the 183rd ranked um, uh, defensive, adjusted defensive efficiency. So I like Toledo minus 11 to kick off Tuesday's card. Uh, moving on to the next game on Tuesday, we got Ole Miss taking on Florida. Florida minus three and a half. Now, we were on Florida the other day against Kentucky, which didn't turn out very good. But I think this probably is going to be a bit of a bounce back spot for Florida. You know, Florida comes in as the 20th ranked team in the hot tip bet rankings. Ole Miss 64. Um, Ole Miss comes into this game only shooting, not shooting very well. You know, only 28.6% from three compared to Florida's 38.5% from three. Um, and they've also, Florida's done a good job, effective field goal percentage, 53.8 compared to Ole Miss's 49.2. And Florida's just really a better offensive team, you know, 33% uh, adjusted offensive efficiency compared to Ole Miss 108. 
And a minus three and a half in this one. It's really hard not to, to bet on this Florida team again. You know, if they end up losing another game here, like they lost that Kentucky game, um, probably got to reevaluate um, this Florida team a little bit. But I do still believe in this Florida team. So going to be on them in that game. Um, and now the final game that we have on the card um, is Syracuse plus four versus North Carolina. Syracuse comes in as the 30th ranked team in the hot tip at Rangines, North Carolina 39. And while this North Carolina team is much improved from last season, they still have struggled at times this year to do stuff. Um, one spot in particular, when it comes to their turnovers, you know, turn the ball over on 22% of their possessions, while Syracuse, on the other hand, only 17.5% of theirs. Um, Syracuse also just done a good job shooting free throws. Um, very impressive this year at 77.9% from the free throw line, while North Carolina 67.6%. Um, and we, you know, got a, got a matchup of, I guess, I don't know if Syracuse is necessarily considered a blue blood, but definitely two, two great coaches in Jim Beheim and, um, uh, Roy Williams. So I do like Syracuse plus the four points in this one, even on the road going down to North Carolina, uh, to play this game. Going to be taking Syracuse plus four to close out Tuesday's card. Now moving on to Wednesday, um, as always the Wednesday picks here, are not the official spreads. They're the Ken Palm look ahead lines. So um, official spreads obviously released on the website, on Twitter, on Instagram, the day of the game. So definitely go take a look at all of those. But the first game we got, we got UNC Greensboro taking on Western Carolina. Western Carolina, um, three-point underdogs according to the Ken Palm look ahead line. Uh, UNC Greensboro comes into this one at 6-5 and five on the season. Western Carolina, pretty impressive at 7-3. and three. Uh, Western Carolina has been a good team on offense just all around this season. 140th in offensive uh, efficiency compared to uh, UNC Greensboro, 184 offensive efficiency. Um, and Western Carolina just shot the ball very well this season. 33.3% from three-point line or from beyond the arc, whatever you want to say. Uh, UNC Greensboro, 26.5 from three. Um, and they've also, uh, Western Carolina, a very good job. Effective field goal percentage of 53.8% compared to UNC Greensboro's 45% effective field goal percentage. So... Um, I think Western Carolina, as underdogs in this one at home, uh, take care of business and get the win there. Next game we got, though, we got Duquesne taking on Dayton. Uh, Dayton, five-point favorites, according to the Ken Palm look-ahead line. Duquesne comes into this game as a 66th ranked team in the hot tip at rankings and 3-3 three and three on the season. Dayton, 48th ranked team and 6-3 and three on the season. Um, Dayton... Pretty good team, you know, obviously losing will be top and hurts, but they definitely still have a pretty good offense, you know, 57th in offensive efficiency, Duquesne 137th in offensive efficiency, um, and Dayton's done a good job shooting the ball this season, you know, 75.5% from the free throw line compared to Duquesne 65.5, um, and, you know, Dayton 36.8%, three-point percentage, Duquesne 28.9, um, three-point percentage, so... Um, Dayton, you know, just, just playing better going into this game. Duquesne, well, not a bad team. I think going on the road in this one, they're going to struggle a little bit against a, a, what is honestly just a better Dayton team. So definitely like Dayton to cover the spread in that one. Um, and the final game that we have for Wednesday's card, got Illinois taking on Nebraska. Illinois comes into this one as the fifth ranked team in the hot tip at rankings um, at nine and four on the season. Nebraska 170 at four and eight on the season. Um, and, you know, this Nebraska team, they're just strange to watch. You know, you, it seems like the last couple of years, they've 
seemed like they were going to be a better team going into the season. Once the season starts, it's just the same old Nebraska team, you know. Not really good on either sides of the ball. 134 adjusted offensive efficiency, 114 adjusted defensive. While Illinois comes into this one um, in the top 25 in both. Eighth in offensive efficiency and seventh in de- 17th in defensive efficiency. Um, and if you know anything about Final Fours and recent national championships, um, basically... If you're top 25 in both, you're a good team. And that's basically what all it comes down to. Um, and, you know, there's that those stats are backed up by, you know, Illinois shooting 41.2% from three. Nebraska, not terrible at 31.5, but definitely not good in this era of college basketball. But one impressive stat for this Illinois team is their offensive rebounding percentage. Uh, grabbing 34% of the bat of the uh, baskets uh balls off the offensive board um nebraska only getting 26.4 percent of um their offensive rebounds so definitely like illinois to finish out wednesday's card covering the spread in that one um now moving on final day for this car we got thursday's picks um first game we got we got fau taking on fiu um, Florida International comes in as six-point favorites, according to the Kim Palmlooka headline. Um, and as always, um, for Thursday's card, just like Wednesday's card yesterday, um, these are the Kim Palmlooka headlines. So, um, just to think about that, um, official lines to be posted on on the website and on Twitter and everything after that. So, FIU comes into this game at five and six on the season. I'm sorry, FIU comes in at 8-4 and four in the season, FAU, Florida Atlantic, <laughs> we'll just say their full name because this is too confusing with abbreviations, Florida Atlantic, 5-6 and six on the season, Florida International, 8-4 and four on the season, uh, Florida International playing pretty good basketball, you know, 35.5% from three compared to uh, Florida Atlantic's 29.8% from three, um, FIU, uh, Florida International <laughs> has also shot the ball from the free throw line very well, 72.3%. Uh, well, Florida Atlantic, 61.5% from the free throw line. Um, and this Florida International team is just a better team offensively, you know, 143 in offensive efficiency compared to uh, Florida Atlantic's 245 in um, adjusted offensive efficiency. So definitely like um, Florida International to cover the spread in that game. Um, now, the next game we got on the card is an interesting one, um, definitely. One that kind of really stuck out to me. We got Bryant minus three versus um, St. Francis, Pennsylvania. Obviously, that minus three, the Ken Palm look ahead line um, for Bryant on that one. Bryant comes into this game at nine and two on the season. St. Francis, PA, one and six on the season. Um, this Bryant team has been playing very, very well this season. 40.2% from the three-point line, 76.4% from the free-throw line. Well, St. Francis, well, not a terrible 32.6 from three and 68.2 from the free-throw line. Um, definitely not as impressive as what this Bryant team has been able to do. And this Bryant team has just been playing very well offensive basketball, 136 in offensive efficiency. Where St. Francis is 235. Um, offensive efficiency and they're just a more effective field goal percentage or field goal shooting team at 55.9 percent and uh, st francis 74.8 percent so definitely like bryant to cover the spread in this one um and now the next game we got we got smu taking on memphis and i've been on smu a few times this season and i think they've burned me every time um but we're back here again back on smu one more time Probably not a greatest idea, but they're just they should they're just a better team than how they've been playing. And I honestly think that now SMU comes in this game seven and two on the season, Memphis six and four on the season. Um, while SMU hasn't been playing bad, they just have really they haven't at least in the games I bet on them didn't cover the spread. Um, you know, thirty five point nine percent from three for SMU, while Memphis thirty point four percent from three. 
Uh, you know, SMU 71.8% from the free throw line. Memphis only shooting 62.2%. Um, and they're just a better offense all around for this SMU team. You know, 51% offensive efficiency while Memphis 147 offensive efficiency. Um, and, and SMU's done a good job not turning the ball over, only turning over on 18.3% of their possessions compared to Memphis's 20.1% of theirs. So definitely like SMU to cover that spread. Now the final game on Thursday's card, we got uh, Southern Utah taking on Eastern Washington. Um, Ken Palm has Eastern Washington as six-point favorites going into that game. Um, Southern Utah comes into this game at a pretty impressive nine and one on the season. Eastern Washington only two and four on the season. And while these, you know, they've played very different schedules um, coming into this one, the Southern Utah team has not played bad basketball at all. You know, thirty four point nine percent from three, seventy one point four percent from the free throw line, um, and an effective field goal percentage of fifty two point one. Um, and also, you know, Eastern Michigan on the other hand, not 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 absolutely horrible comparative. You know, pretty pretty similar stat line with 32 point, um, 32% from the three-point line, 69.4% from free throw, and a 50.4 effective field goal percentage. The Southern Utah coming in as um, decently sized underdogs in this one definitely, I think, gives them the edge with these um, such close. And one thing Southern Utah has done well is not turning the ball over, only turning it over on 16.5% of their possessions. Eastern Washington, on the other hand, turning it over on 18.2. So getting the points with this Southern Utah team, I definitely like them. Um, so I think Southern Utah covers this game. And yeah, that about wraps it up for Thursday's picks. Um, and you know, that about wraps it up as far as all the picks go for this episode of the podcast. Um, not a super long episode today, um, but you know, it seems like we've had a few long episodes, probably have a longer episode this weekend going into the divisional weekend. Um, but definitely head over to the website if you haven't already checked out the picks over there. We got picks for got horse racing picks up on the website um, every day. College basketball up on the website every day. You know, college football season might be over, um, but we still got the few more weeks of the NFL. Um, so those will be up. Also got NBA, got NHL. Um, and as far as spring college football, um, I don't know. It's going to be F- um, FCS, obviously. Um, there are a couple conferences playing. I don't know if there's going to be betting lines for those games. If there are betting lines. Um, let me know if you want to see the model putting up picks on the website. I probably personally won't be putting out any picks for FCS football just because I know basically absolutely nothing about any of the teams or any of the players, but, um, I can, I can probably work on getting those up on the website if there is something you want to see from the computer model. Um, and yeah, definitely check out the rankings on the website. Got currently got college basketball in the NBA up there. Um, NHL should be up there sometime soon, um, for the start of the season, um, kind of got to change some of those um, more printable on the website, but those expect to see more rankings dropping on the website um, as time goes on. Um, and as always on the website, you can see full results for both the podcast picks given out here, plus all of the computer model picks um, given out. And finally, last but not least, definitely make sure you're following me on Twitter and Instagram um, at hot tip bets. Chris also make sure you're following the hot tip bets account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, um, Snapchat, um, and really, if you there's somewhere else you want to, some other social media platform you're using that you want to see the Hot Tip Bets account on, um, definitely reach out. Um, I can try and make that work. I can't promise anything, um, but um, definitely something to reach out about if, if that's something you would like. So, um, yeah, that about wraps it up for Tuesday's episode of the Hot Tip Bet podcast, and I will see you all on Friday.